What are you listening to? Hole in the wall. You gotta hear this. It'll change your life, I swear. Think you could uh, maybe listen yeah, while I think you could? I can handle it. Yeah. Okay. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. Whatever happens, happens. Wait. Who are you? It doesn't matter who we are. What matters is our plan. Yo, bro. Where are you from? London. 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 London? Yes, London. You know, fish, chips, cup of tea, bad food, worse weather, Mary fucking Poppins, London. Hi there, you and I listen to the Hole in the Wall podcast, hosted by your host with the most useless knowledge to boast, and you have found your way to the Hole in the Wall, where we discuss all manner of popular culture, ranging from movies to TV to anime and video games, and on the rare occasions, we talk comics and music, and I just did that in one take. Oh, good for you! And how was it? I hope it was fucking good, because it's useless now, isn't it? (laughs) Alright, I ain't got to use my John Lewis voice anymore. can cold switch a little, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm an idiot. But you know what I mean? Like, you know, just add a little bit of seasoning into the mix, you know? (laughs) Because, you know, it's a very, (laughs) very white platform, this. I'm not even going to lie to you there. But, you know, maybe that's why I'm bringing myself into the mix, you know? Just bringing a little seasoning packets into the mix, you know what I'm saying? You know know what I'm saying? (laughs) Why am I sounding like Lil Wayne in this mixtape days? (laughs) I'm an idiot. Oh, God. Anyways, this has been recorded from the hole in the wall of what the world calls the Matrix. Not the movie, mind you. I mean, after the first one, everything else was downhill at that point. Minus the Animatrix, uh, which my boy put me onto. Shout Av. But yeah, I think that was probably better than the first ever film, to be fair. Would 100% recommend that to anyone who hasn't seen that and enjoyed the first Matrix film. It is really fucked up, though. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> like, genuinely, it's it's really disturbing, but it's really good. But back to my original point. <laughs> I do apologize for getting sidetracked. It is going to happen a few times because this is the first time I've ever done a podcast and I have no clue what I'm doing. I'm still trying to get used to the ones and twos as I bring you the truest news. What? What was that? What the fuck? What was that? (laughs) Why do I sound like Russell Brand? (laughs) This is true news and we are inside ourselves, but outside of ourselves, exploring the metaphysical plane. Why do I sound like that right now? Oh, God. Anyways, back to the original point. Let's get it back. Today, Junior! This is being recorded from the hole in the wall of what the world calls the Matrix. Not the movie. Again, not the movie, but the database of the world. And if anyone is curious about the name of the show, it does explain itself. It is quite self-evident. But essentially, because this is such an oversaturated market of podcasts, and believe me, it's massive. Anyone has a podcast now. Everyone and their mother has a podcast. You have (laughs) such a range. You have celebrities that just talk absolute bollocks to each other and kiss each other's asses. Well, let's be nice. Let's be nice. We don't have to go there. I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, good Lord. And then you have damaged white women talking. (laughs) 
you know, talking and giving other damaged women advice. Emotional damage. Like specifically London. Uh, London podcasts tend to range from bando storytelling and you, you got people being, yo, my peoples. <laughs> Yeah, you got those kinds who are telling you about, oh, the roads is the roads is no time for funny games, bro. Yeah, like it ain't no joke. Yeah, I'm a big man, you know, I'm a big man. And proceed to snitch on themselves and all manner of things, and then you have the other kind, which is Toxic Tuesdays, and you know, it feels more like a Love Island audition. <laughs> I'm really out here just throwing as many shots as possible. God knows why. But also, we are competing against every and any white guy that's funny. I mean, meeting a white guy that's funny that doesn't have a podcast is like finding new two at this point. You have found a form that Goku himself has not achieved. <laughs> like, it, it's so rare. Like, if you're a white guy listening to this right now, and I'll be shocked if you are, because in honesty, it's only probably three people listen to this. Yeah, shout out to you three people. But if you're a white guy listening to this right now, please don't make a podcast. I don't need more competition. All right. <laughs> Anyways, this is being hosted by Why Am I Talking in the Third Person? My name is <laughs> My name is Sharjan Ali and my friends call me Shah. And on today's episode, we're finally actually getting down to the nitty-gritty of the actual episode. For the very first ever show, we are discussing Spider-Man No Way Home. And we are being so brave. Braver than Kendall Jenner discussing acne. And braver than men saying they're no longer deadlifting or squatting. Which is surprisingly blasphemy. <laughs> it's, it's more taboo for some reason than you'd think. And braver than a white man deciding to be heard and telling... A room full of white women, what they think. That's fucking brave nowadays. I'm not even going to lie. You know, white women be quick to hit tweet from their sweatshop manufactured iPhones. Imagine, like, imagine, <laughs> imagine sounding like Malcolm X and being on a moral high horse to de-platform people with your phone made by a 10-year-old in China. Like, we're being braver than people admitting Rupi Kaur writes basic bitch poetry. Like, you thought... You thought you've witnessed bravery watching firemen run into burning buildings to rescue people? But this, this is true bravery. As I'm taking the stance that the movie Spider-Man No Way Home is just mid. Like, it's just an okay movie. What the fuck is that? Oh, for fuck's sake, it's you. Hey, I'm Peter Parker. I'm gonna put some dirt in your eye. Is you done? Or are you going to cry to your girlfriend again with that weird Finding Nemo face of yours? Leave me alone. Or are you at least going to pay some rent around here? You'll get your rent when you fix this damn door! Alright, fucking hell. No wonder your uncle died, you Donnie Darko looking bitch. You know what? I need you to leave. What are you going to do? You going to shoot me? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold the fuck on, my man. Where did that come from? Alright, I'm trying to record this show. You're interfering with that. I missed the part where that's my problem. Yeah, why don't you go reunite with your uncle? That'd be a lot more helpful. See ya, chump. Cheers, pal. I really just told Spider-Man to go kill himself. <laughs> 
Anyways, back to the show. If you're worried about spoilers for the movie, discussions of the spoiler kind will be near the end. So don't worry about that. You can continue to listen to the whole show. But to be honest, you know, you've probably seen the movie by now. Let's be honest about it. So I don't think anyone should worry about spoilers. But if anyone is, just know that will be near the end of the show. Now... (laughs) How the hell do I discuss this movie without spoilers? Alright, bear with me as I attempt to stick the landing on this. I know a few white people probably see my name and get immediately a bit worried about the thought of me landing a plane. But, I digress. (laughs) Anyways, the basic premise of the movie is that Peter Parker wants to go to college with his girlfriend and his best friend. That's it. (laughs) That's really it. And, um, yeah, it's a terrible plot point. I'm not even going to lie to you. It's... It's really bad. There's a lot of holes in that. The idea that MIT will not accept Peter Parker because his secret identity has been leaked to the world. And now everyone knows that he is Spider-Man and MIT do not want to be involved in that controversy. Here's the problem with that. Peter Parker is literally friends with Tony Stark's wife, Pepper Potts, who annually donates to MIT so couldn't he just called her up and said hey can you help me out with this or I don't know just flex the fact that he's literally an Avenger (laughs) he has saved the world at one point he's proven time and time again that he's a superhero but this one instance of you know faked footage has somehow convinced the world that oh yeah Spider-Man might be a bad guy. It's just, it's so dumb. There's so many plot holes in that. Yeah, it's just, I was just kind of just dumb. It was so dumb. But, I mean, that's why I do feel like it's a mid-movie. So, with that, Peter Parker then decides to go see the one person he believes can fix all this. I mean, (laughs) there's so many people that could have fixed this. But he goes to Doctor Strange. And their solution is to erase everyone's memory that he's Peter Parker. And I can understand Tom Holland Spider-Man being like, yeah, this would probably be a good idea. But Doctor Strange is a full grown-ass man. Okay, he has enough greys in his beard and his hair to know better. But fuck am I really expecting here? Like, really? <laughs> you know, I'm not expecting apocalypto level storytelling. Like, say what you want about Mel Gibson, but the man can direct the hell out of a movie. <laughs> Even the Jesus flick was... Whew, that was a, that's a tough watch. I don't know how anyone doesn't watch that. It's like, ah, man, Jesus went through it. <laughs> he was begging looking at anyone else to take the wheel. I mean, <laughs> shit. Yeah. She, she, she. I'm not gonna lie though, it was, yeah, that was a tough film. I wonder if Jewish people watched that movie, like white people watched 12 Years a Slave. <laughs> like, is that how they, is that how they watch it? Like how white people watch Roots? It's got to be a bit awkward. It just has to be. <laughs> like, they're all just collectively looking around like, shit, we did that? <laughs> like, it has to be. It has to be the kind of same experience. Oh, God. I could just already tell I'm getting cancelled on the first episode. <laughs> Anyways, 
in terms of the narrative there's many issues i have with it for one funny enough kind of ties into the whole jesus thing a lot of the writers at marvel are kind of acolytes of joss whedon they are joss whedon disciples with the narrative choices that they decide to take like fucking hell would it kill you to not come up with one-liners and dialogue that sounds like it's written by millennials like just fuck off already but i digress back to the main point of the narrative with that peter parker manages to ruin the spell i mean <laughs> you have dr strange like you're ruining it you're, you're ruining it you're ruining it you're just ruining it you're ru- look at my lips you're ruining it <laughs> Yeah, with that colossal fuck up is the introduction of the multiverse. With that, you have the introduction of interesting characters that I feel like were underutilized in certain aspects and certain regards. But you have the introduction of the Sam Raimi universe and the Mark Webb universe. (laughs) I still think Sony just hired that guy because his last name was Webb. I can just imagine what it was like when they fired him. <laughs> go, Web! Go! Go! Go, Web, go! <laughs> I don't even know why that thought makes me laugh. <laughs> but with the introduction of the multiverse, you have Spider-Man's most interesting villains come in. And yeah, I just didn't care about their character motivation because, to be honest, I don't think Marvel gave a shit what their character motivation was. None of it made sense. There was a lot of plot holes in terms of the sandman i don't understand (laughs) what his whole point was and yeah i just didn't get their whole character motivations i mean to be honest at that point i just kind of switched my brain off and just stopped giving a shit because i don't think marvel gave a shit they (laughs) you know they knew my nostalgia for the movie would just take over and put money in some corporate entities pockets and yeah it was just math the character motivations for the villains really didn't make sense you had the sandman wanting to go back to his universe but he's fighting spider-man who's trying to get him back to his universe makes no fucking sense lizard was just there like he just existed just sat there just fucking minding his own business and yeah the only standout parts was willem dafoe's green goblin because have you seen that face i mean what the fuck is that no mask can replicate the goblin face (laughs) the goblin face that willem dafoe has because jesus christ that i will say is one great improvement the mcu made is getting rid of the green goblin mask and just using willem dafoe's face because fucking hell yeah there is no (laughs) there is no way to put it politely but that is a green goblin face that is just an absolute goblin (laughs) and alfred molina's otto octavius i am so proud of landing both those names i'm not gonna lie to you there yeah um i don't even understand why he was in the movie (laughs) like i get it it's you know drawing from the past but still it's just kind of pointless his whole character arc is redemption but The character was already redeemed at the end of Spider-Man 2. So I don't see the point. Like what was his real motivation? What was really his whole character arc? Yeah, I, I don't know. It felt like the MCU was unwilling to let a character die. In the same way the Sam Raimi universe was like, yeah, all the ops dead. Every op for dead. No one alive. (laughs) 
Tobey Maguire was a villain. <laughs> he was not a hero. I think he'll tell you he was not a hero. I'm no fucking hero! I'm no fucking hero! <laughs> and Tobey Maguire was on smoke. You could not tell me different. <laughs> yeah, when you really think about it... <laughs> He really did not leave any of his enemies alive. <laughs> Gotta respect it. Gotta respect it. Apologies again for getting sidetracked. <laughs> and yeah, it just... I don't know. Most of it just felt pointless. It felt like Tom Holland's Spider-Man was just there to rectify the past and rectify the mistakes of the other Spider-Man. But you just, you just didn't really care. You just wanted to see what other nostalgia driven thing they can throw at you and the big spoiler which they try to avoid with the marketing is the fact that both spider-men from the other universes are in this movie and the only thing i took away from this movie is that andrew garfield was so underrated as spider-man and he might possibly be the ideal and perfect Spider-Man. He was so charismatic. And oh, it's just such a shame. It's such a shame he was in such awful, horrible, fucking dumpster fire movie. <laughs> that shit is a, a two-pack of ass. The fuck are you talking about? That shit stinks. I really feel that if he had a good script and just... Oh, he would have been the perfect Spider-Man. I still can't believe people hated him because he had good hair. <laughs> he can't be Spider-Man. He's not a fucking nerd. I do, however, feel like it showed such a gap between Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield because Tobey Maguire was so stiff. You could just... I just felt like he did not want to be there. I don't even know if he was there on set at certain points because some scenes kind of look like he wasn't there. You know, Marvel's like magicians when it comes to the CGI. So there's every bit of chance that that scene in Ned's house, Tobey Maguire wasn't even in the room. Because <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it took forever to sign him on. And I never felt like there was a point where any real Spider-Man was mature than Tom Holland Spider-Man. You know, they all just seemed in awe of the situation that they were in. And I just felt like that was kind of pointless. I feel like there should have been a moment where Tobey Maguire Spider-Man really spoke about his life and how he's matured since those days. At least give me something. Like, tell me he's married to Mary Jane. They have kids. Tell me something. It felt like the MCU was so scared to suggest that something else had happened in these other universes. And that's why nothing gets mentioned. It kind of seemed like when the credits rolled on their respective films, that was the end of their life. And now you're just seeing them a bit older. And that's it. It's just weird. It was such a weird way to put those people into the MCU. And it's such a shame because it can't happen again. But at the same time, my child brain <laughs> was just so happy to see them. So, yeah, I don't know. This film is just kind of confusing because it's so mid. It's so average. There is nothing really going for it in terms of narrative and all these kinds of things. But in terms of pure nostalgia, it will fuck you up differently. <laughs> So yeah, in terms of that, if you turn your brain off, the film is enjoyable. If you try and approach it as some kind of art house movie, then you'll find yourself getting annoyed how dumb it is. But if you turn your brain off, 
it can be quite enjoyable but movie's still mid because I honestly still can't tell you what the fuck else happened in the movie yeah I just realised they had Daredevil in the fucking film Daredevil he was in there for a single scene <laughs> and it just went by no one really noticed I still can't believe that this was all a result of Tom Holland Spider-Man wanting to go to college with Zendaya. <laughs> that boy really wanted to be at college with his girlfriend. And yeah, I get it. He made the ultimate sacrifice. He gave up Zendaya. Like, what man would not be depressed if he had to give up Zendaya? Let's be real. But, come on, my man. Come on. It's never that deep that you should go see your now ex-girlfriend over your dead aunt. <laughs> like, come on, my man. Just do a Drake and group DM your exes. That's fine. I still don't even understand how that spell works. They really need to address it in the next movie. Like, what? Did it delete all messages they have together? Photos? Videos? Like, what did it delete all the dick pics he must have sent her i refuse to believe a gen z couple like them do not send each other all manner of graphic pornography like <laughs> that's the dumbest thing i've ever said <laughs> spider-man just selling hella dick pics from walls and ceilings <laughs> and zendaya's character just trying to compete with those <laughs> What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> If Tom Holland's Spider-Man at least went into that donut shop, <laughs> just pleaded his heart out, <laughs> I would have loved it. I would have loved if he just walked in there like Chris Tucker and Rush out too. Because <laughs> like, yo, it's Zendaya. Come on, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> That's your girl. That's your girl in real life. Speak to the woman. <laughs> I mean, let's be real though. Zendaya's character is more likely to give that kind of speech than Tom Holland is. <laughs> I could 100% see her character calling him <laughs> crazy ass bitch when she remembers. 100% could see Zendaya delivering that Chris Tucker line. Like, come on. We could have been a good couple. We could have had something special. But you one crazy ass bitch. <laughs> but she would be justified in having that attitude in the next movie once she eventually remembers because honestly if we did just leave it alone they would be together so it was just pointless him doing all this and yeah that's my thoughts on the movie i just i just don't feel like it's gonna stand the test of time it's quite a forgettable movie i don't think without the nostalgia it has any legs to stand on. And I don't think we're going to be talking about this movie possibly in a year's time. Even, even shorter than that, to be honest. Because I feel like it has the same effect that Black Panther had. Where everyone was like, oh, this is the best Marvel movie ever. This is the best superhero movie ever. And 
now no one really mentions it apart from the tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman and yeah it's I just feel like it's gonna be one of those it's just another Marvel movie that's quite formulaic and just fucking drums home that Joss Whedon dialogue that everyone fucking hates and yeah that's a wrap on the first ever episode of the show (laughs) I don't know why I needed to do that you know it just felt a bit professional a bit of movie magic might need to be a bit careful with that because all of a sudden some noncy movie executives start turning up at the studio (laughs) I say studio as if (laughs) as if this isn't really a proper hole in the wall type situation and you know as if (laughs) as if any Hollywood execs are listening to this podcast but you know obviously they are obviously and you know we'll probably have many many stars in the future (laughs) on the show anyways that was the first ever episode of the hole in the wall podcast I hope you enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed waffling on and on please let me know did you enjoy the movie did you hate it or did you think it was average like me I have a feeling if there are any actual listeners for this pod, most of it might just stem from people being angry about my thoughts about this movie. (laughs) Hey, it's an opinion. Yeah, it's calm. Yeah, you can let me know if you hate the podcast. That's fine. (laughs) Just share it. Share it with three other friends and let them know how much you hate the show. But yeah, if you've enjoyed the show, please do share it on your socials, whether that's Instagram, Twitter, whatever, whatever. Yeah, metaverse, I don't fucking care. (laughs) Yeah, just share it on your story, tag us in it, that's fine. Nah, you know what? Fuck that. Fuck fine. It's actually great if you do that for me. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. If you took the time out of your day to repost this and share it wherever, I appreciate it so much. Thank you for doing so. But wait, there's more. We do have an Instagram that you can follow. It is at the hole in the wall pod. That is at the hole in the wall pod. You can also contact us at the hole in the wall pod at gmail.com. That is the hole in the wall pod at gmail.com. You can also even donate to a Patreon. We have a Patreon. <laughs> serious thank you for what standing there god knows why (laughs) bit preemptive i'm not gonna lie but here's the thing all donations will go towards keeping the show alive and the lights on and i know a lot of podcasts say that but i really do mean it like you've just heard the show ain't no advertisers approaching us like let's be real here i will however happily sell out in a heartbeat and sell some harry's razors i don't even know if this applied to this country fuck it even manscape and whatever else i will happily sell but i doubt this show is advertising friendly so donations will keep us afloat and help to improve the quality of the show and provide better content for you the listeners and yeah while there is an added incentive to donate which is future exclusive content available only on the patreon i understand everyone's financial situations won't let them donate and that's fine because i'm grateful you had to listen to the show so thank you so much if you do donate to the patreon i really do appreciate that and even if you didn't that's fine also you can still enjoy the podcast regardless and i appreciate you for having a listen you can donate to the patreon at patreon.com slash the hole in the wall that is patreon.com slash the hole in the wall (laughs) 
Oh, I could just imagine like someone listening to this and losing their fucking minds. He has a, they have a Patreon and they're just making all these mistakes. How, how dare they? How? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Show's constantly evolving, and you know there won't be as many mistakes next time. Hopefully. <laughs> Anyways, I've been charging. Well, obviously I've been charging Ali. I am charging. <laughs> Mission failed. We'll get him next time. Anyways, that's been the first episode of The Hole in the Wall. This is the pilot episode, so I have no clue how to sign off on this. <laughs> Might just do it like the Truman Show. <laughs> and, you know, this is the first season, so God knows what this will become. But weekly episodes will be on Monday. And my God, I will try to stick to that schedule because editing is tough. And how tough it is, is probably just reflected in everything you just heard. <laughs> but in terms of next week's show... I could be discussing anything from popular culture and that could either be with a guest or it could be me, myself and I again. Whatever it is, there will still be an attempt to entertain you regardless. This has been The Hole in the Wall. My name is Sergeant Ali and yeah, you'll hear from me next Monday. So yeah, whatever time you decide to listen to this, have a good morning, evening and night and you hear from me next Monday. <laughs> I went full on Truman Show and started to rhyme. <laughs> Peace.